Welcome to episode 10 of Blood, Sweat, and Teal, Fear the Finn podcast. I'm C. I'm Todd McClellan, and I'm an idiot. Uh, I mean, sorry, I thought we were role-playing dumb coaches for the day. I'm still Kyle. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about the the Sharks games, because 1-2, lost 2. It was, a, it, was a, it was a roller coaster. That's one word for it. It was like getting off work on Friday and living it up on Saturday, and then the last two games were like Sunday night and then to Monday at work, and you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> that, that's, what this, that's what these last four games were like. Yeah. And, like, especially, like, it's one of those where you went way too hard, like, the first night. And yeah, you went just, on a bender. It just carried over into the rest of it. Like, you were still able to go out the second night, and then the third day you were like, okay, I expected this. Like, I knew it was going to be this bad. By the fourth day, you're like, I didn't realize it would be this bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philly, Philly was a nice, like, drink a... Drink a drink a handle of vodka, and, and get your rocks off, because um, Philly is bad. Yeah. Um, that was their. They had lost eight in a row coming into that game. Uh, I think that that was either eight or nine in a row. Uh, I think they're up to like ten or eleven now. They're horrible. No, I think they finally um, ended the streak, the, didn't they? Uh, I don't really pay attention to Philly because LOL, whatever. But maybe, I don't know. Trust the process, boys. <laughs> I don't think the Flyers are trying to get drafted by the Sixers. <laughs> they should. They're good. Yeah. So, I mean, going into it, I, I just feel like every time we play Philadelphia, it can go either way. Philly's just bad. They're an unpredictable team. We're an unpredictable team. Like, it could always just go either way. But it was nice to, to win, especially when they stomped us in the season opener. So, they beat Calgary. So they're done. Oh, woo! <laughs> because you beat that's Calgary. a huge accomplishment. <laughs> woo! Yeah. So yeah, the streak, the streak is ended. It is done. It's over. Um, the Philly game was fun because Chris Tierney, Joe Thornton, and Mark Edward Vlasic were the goal scorers, <laughs> and that's not a combo. That's not a trio that you often uh, guess yeah. or think are all going to score. To be fair, though, Tierney's on pace for like 25 goals or something ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's having a, a career season, and perfect it makes him better john Tavares food <laughs> yeah like look garth snow look how good this guy yeah, is the sad thing is like we know we have watched chris tierney this is as good as it gets yeah like this like if chris tierney finishes with like 25 points and say like uh 48 or sorry 25 goals 48 points i don't know 50 points that's about as good a chris tierney season as you're ever gonna get uh, it's not. It's not one of these things where it's like he can build on that. He can improve. He he kind of is what he is. Yep. So good for him. I'd rather have Max Chris Tierney than not. Right. Uh, like if we're getting shitty Chris Tierney, I'd rather not. But like, good for him for a career year. But then also the fact that Joe Thornton and Mark Edward Vlasic scored. Right. <laughs> Vlasic can fun score times goals. all around. That's allowed to happen. Joe, Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton scored on the power play because yeah. why not? Yeah. Just a crazy fun game. It was awesome. Uh, then we get to Florida. <laughs> Yeah, still a fun game. Still good. Um, Yeah. They won, so you can't really say much about, like, you can't really fault them for that. Uh, Aaron Dell also, two wins in a row, and I think actually that might have been three, because did he play the Winnipeg game, or was that the game Jones got hurt? That was the game Jones got hurt. That was the game Jones got hurt. So when Aaron Dell comes out of the gate, two games in a row, winner, winner, chicken dinner, uh, and looked good. Yes. Aaron Dell's looked really good this season, and it's 
kind of concerning that we're paying six and a half million or six million dollars for Martin Jones going forward when Aaron Dell seems to be good. I'm not going to sit here and say like, eh, according to my spreadsheet, Aaron Dell is better than Martin Jones because I don't know. Like he hasn't played very much. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was also dragging the computer boys, and I don't want to do that. That's that was ridiculous of me. I'm still think I still I still think I'm Todd McClellan. This is a computer boys friendly podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to analyze anything we say. Don't analyze that, please. Analytics that <laughs> whatever you said, Todd McClellan. I I actually dislike. Todd McCall yeah, now like oh anyway um so like i think that there's potential that aaron dell is actually pretty good and he's just always been a backup um no fault of his own because they got martin jones and ran with him which i am also kind of okay with but i'm here for the goalie controversy i love it i crave it i want it i just i think we're we're working towards more aaron dell starts i hope so because that's always a good thing right exactly like I think moving towards a goalie tandem is not going to be bad for this team. Goalie tandems work when you have two good goalies. And Jones is one that he he will be good when he's not exhausted. And I For instance, the cup run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Reimer played like eight of the 16 games or something like that down the stretch. And then Jones was phenomenal yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. I think the last time the Sharks had a true... 1A, 1B situation. Actually, they had a 1A, B, and C because they had Nabokov coming off the Calder uh, and was young in his career. Then they had Vesitosko and they had Mika Kiprasov um, in the minors and stuff. And then the next year going in, they the coach, I think Ron Wilson and Doug Wilson said uh, to Tosco and Kiprasov, whoever plays better the preseason at the beginning of the season, we'll trade the other guy to give him a shot. Um, that ended up being Toskala. They traded Kiprasov to the Flames. We drafted Mark Edward Vlasic pretty solid so then they went with a true 1a 1b and in the playoffs that year uh they actually split time between Tosca and Nabokov whoever won just kept and if they lost they were out and the other guy went in so that was the last time that was like 2004 or something like that that was the last time San Jose had two really good goalies and then after that it's just been one okay Mar- anti Niemi <laughs> and friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sharks history with Kyle tune in next week for the the story of Pat Falloon but yeah, I, I hope Aaron Dell is good. Uh, that's that's what I want. I want Aaron Dell to be good. I'm happy. We all like Aaron Dell. He's got a sweet mask. Yes, uh, very proud of our boy. Also, Michael Haley got Michael Haley got an assist. We can't we can't sleep on the fact that Michael Haley punched a puck into the oh, net. Oh no, I think we can sleep on that via, via assist. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Did they give him a third tribute video? <laughs> no, wait. This was in Florida. Did Florida give him a tribute video? <laughs> They should have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Chris Tierney scored again in this game. Uh, yes, he did. Which is our on pace for like 25 goals thing. So he's been on fire. Uh, Timo Meyer got an assist. Oh, yeah. Didn't score, which is what we're all craving for. Well, he, he scored later. That's fine. He did, but uh, it was depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then because the, rule, the rules of the earth dictate that if you play Florida or Tampa Bay, you have to play the other one immediately the day after for some reason. Right. This is uh, the NHL reminding us of the duality of man, where one Florida team is just always going to be garbage, and one is going to be difficult to play against, no matter how they're actually performing. But they happen to be really good right now, and of course this back-to-back was just the, the best possible scenario, considering half of our roster was injured, and Martin Jones is apparently healthy enough to be in net. So here's the thing. I think they had planned on this road trip that Aaron Dell was always going to start in Florida and then Jones was going in for Tampa Bay because that's the best team in the league. You're not gonna you're not starting your backup against the best best team in the league. But why not? 
I know. Who cares? Yeah, I, I like. I am firmly on the 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 side of that's stupid. But what's the difference if Stamco scores four on Dell or four on Jones? Nothing. Right. Like, is Martin Jones healthy enough to be back in net? We they say he is, but is that hockey man? If you're at eighty percent, you're at a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. That's. Or is he fine? I I do. I wish that they, you know. You know, they could have kept, like, Bebo up and had him play against Florida. And had Aaron Dolan against The Teletubby? Huh? The Teletubby, yeah. The Teletubby got actually sent to the ECHL, so I don't know where he went. He was just, like, traversing the globe, going to different teams, (laughs) bringing joy. (laughs) Or, I mean, or you could have had Aaron Dell do a back-to-back. Like, sure. Why not? Martin Jones is forced into them. Yeah, like, I just... I have a hard time believing that Martin Jones had to be in that against Tampa Bay, and I I don't feel like he was he was healthy enough, and not that I'm faulting him for those goals either, but no, but like they also played him against Washington, so like I know Washington's not doing that great this season. They're still pretty good. They still have Alex Ovechkin. They still have other numerous human beings that are good at hockey. I kind of wanted to see Aaron Dell on the back-to-back just to give A. Jones a couple more days off because they had two days off in between. Give him more time off. Right. Play him against Washington. Take the L against Tampa Bay if that's what you're doing. If you're just expecting to lose, which I don't think they are, but at the same time in the back of their heads, San Jose is in a different class of hockey than Tampa Bay is right now. Yeah. Just play Dell. The Tampa Bay game, though, honestly, like, went better than expected. Like, it it really didn't explode until the final period. the The first two periods weren't. I mean, what? Not it was never really in the Sharks' favor, but they held up. Well, the law offices of Barkley Goodrow scored. The actually, the law office of Barkley Goodrow, O'Regan, and Carpenter scored. I know, like uh, what that a first lie. goal. Uh, <laughs> did you see Troy Grosnick's tweet that was like, "This goal brought to you by the San Jose Barracuda." <laughs> so cute. <laughs> oh, Troy Troy Grosnick. Troy Grosnick has FOMO every time he tweets that. Oh. <laughs> he's just like he's just like, oh, I should be Aaron Dell right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was cute though. I I liked that goal. That is a great line. I'm gonna steal that from him. It was one one going into the third period. Yes. Like the sharks looked oh. good. This is like honestly the first two periods I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe actually our defense being so good isn't like, it isn't so bad. Like, I, I've been making that out to be kind of like a, well, you can't you can't win based on defense, and I, I still think that to an extent. But, you know, I'm sitting here looking like, okay, but they can still hold their own against the best in the league. If they get a lucky bounce, then that game is theirs. And, you know, and then the third period happened, and I... Charlie Conacher scored on us. That's all you need to know. I express any of that sentiment verbally or in writing because I would have to eat my own words. Um, <laughs> it, it was just bad. It was very different from the last time that they played, even though the scores were very similar. Um, but the last period just... They got run over last time. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know... Uh... This time this time it was a this time it was a 20-minute destruction. Um, last time it was like a 57-and-a-half-minute beatdown. Yeah, and you could tell that the Sharks just looked gassed. And that's... They were playing, you know, their, like, B squad. The... <laughs> As close as the Sharks, I think, this season can get to being, like, their B squad, plus, like, Joe Thornton, who's never going to be 100% again on a back-to-back. So, like, 
<laughs> womp womp. The shark. The sharks also got outshot outshot forty three twenty seven. The sharks just can't find shots, and when they do, they're like loaves of bread from the point. Did you look at how that was broken down by period though? Because actually they got like pretty severely outshot in the first two periods and then the third period when all the goals were scored, they actually like were not as outshot the way that they were in the first two periods. So like Tampa Bay wasn't as controlling was, as was, much of the game. Okay, so the the shots by period went 15 they're all for Tampa Bay. 15 8 16 8 12 11. Yeah. Yeah, so I think at that point, though, you also have San Jose just throwing everything at the net, but still. Martin like, Jones let four goals in on 12 shots in the third period. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. What? Oh, man. I'm going to have to start calling him Martin Niemi. Six more years. Auntie oh. Jones. Auntie Jones. Auntie Jones. No, that's, that's, too, that's not funny enough. Martin Niemi yeah. is a good one. God damn it. That's poor. Oh. Um that's poor. <laughs> that's that's poor. I, I, it's like I don't such know. a Canadian like, way to like be like he literally let in four goals in twelve shots. That's poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Sorry, guys. Uh, that's poor, eh? Uh, um, yeah, it's it's it was bad. Um, I just they have to start winning some of these games. Like they not. When you look at just like when you pull up like the box score or whatever, you see four goals in the third grade. It was the second night of a back-to-back. I'm sure they were tired. Then you see the shots. And then in my head, I can only imagine that those shots were from the point and like the boards. Yeah. Um, and Andre Vasilevsky shot, saw every single one of them. And he laughed. <laughs> in Russian. <laughs> he laughed in Russian. <laughs> whatever that, whatever that, that is. Did they laugh in Russia? Is there any humor in I Russia? Or is it just like despair and sadness the whole time (laughs) (laughs) you guys would know so yeah it was just like they clearly ran out of gas i question the fact that arendelle probably should have paid a back played a back-to-back especially because he's he was good in relief won two games yeah um and then they went to washington and got effing destroyed okay before we talk about washington i do just want to point out that um martin jones's save percentage in the third period was 0.666 so that game was just true oh the number of the beast yeah the number of the beast (laughs) (laughs) the game was cursed that's that's all i have to add to that (laughs) whatever like if if tampa if tampa (laughs) If Tampa Bay is going to beat up San Jose every time they play, good. They've played them twice. See you later. Yeah, it's fine. Good it's with it. With. We're, Shit we're happens. Done. I'm focused on the Western Conference making the playoffs. Right. Then Washington happens. And boy, let me tell you, that was depressing. <sighs> if you don't boy, drink, howdy. start. Yeah. So, I don't know about anyone else, but I went into this thinking, hey, we've beat the Caps like four times in a row or something. Or, no, Martin Jones has beaten them four times like he's played them four times and beaten them four times and i'm like you know what we're fine then he let in four four goals on 29 shots yeah yikes bud the problem the problem was that they were playing philip grubauer who's a good german boy and a backup but he uh (laughs) he's a backup so you know what that means he's gonna get the w yeah i it's another one that i really do and i hate to to be like this because you know, any hockey team that you you say this about, they're going to be like, oh, well, no excuses. 
but they're just so exhausted at this point. We have one of, like, the oldest teams in the league. We have to. I haven't actually looked at that. I don't know. But we have to, like, our top guys have to be older than everyone else's top guys. And... Except for Calgary. Oh, yeah. I forget they even exist. So, three games in four nights with travel, like... Those dudes are tired. Like, <laughs> like Joe Thornton would have rather taken a nap than played against the Washington Capitals that day. I'm sure. Ooh, I have the I have the average age. Do you have where they rank? Uh, I have it by team. I have it by team. Oh, okay. So where do we? Columbus is the youngest at 24.707 years old. Wow. Holy. That's young. And then you got your usual suspects that you think in your head: Colorado, Arizona, Carolina, Edmonton, Winnipeg. Um, Toronto's not surprisingly not down there. They're 27. So, like, Detroit's the oldest at 29.149. Is anyone surprised? <laughs> like, I don't think anyone in this world has a bigger boner for old dudes than <laughs> Ken Holland. So, no one is surprised. San Jose is 7th. Yikes. They're 27.826 years old. Now, a lot of teams, so, like, 5th through, like... 15th they're all around the 27 age but they're San Jose's like bumping up against the top here the only teams older than them from one to six are Detroit Ottawa (laughs) Minnesota oh god Anaheim LA and Chicago like yeah it's the obvious teams that you think are old and the obvious teams that you think are young it's exactly how you imagine but then when you see it it's kind of depressing yeah and also too you got to factor in like the oldest guys on our team are getting the most minutes like Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton, Joe Thornton are getting the most minutes. And and buckle up because Paul Martin's back, baby, <laughs> in 24 minutes a game. And Fire it up. And not only are they getting the most minutes, but they're also injured. So, like, we have... And they're on the same line, and they're both injured, and they're old, and our whole team is old, and everything is on fire, and I'm dying. I don't understand how, like, Sharks keep getting projected to be so good like did you see that thing where like they're projected at like six percent or 6.8 percent no 6.4 percent they were like sixth highest yeah and i made the joke because it's funny and i'm going to use it again uh i said that san jose is sixth and sixth highest percentage to win the cup and then i said i yeah i'm the sixth person in line to date margot robbie both things super unimaginable that's not happening i'm good looking and funny but i'm not dating margot robbie (laughs) i just uh... In what world? In what world? I don't understand, and I, I, you have to wonder, like, how those things get influenced, because I just, I don't understand how anyone who, who watches this team regularly is like, oh yeah, these guys, real cup contenders, like, no? No? <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I just I don't get it. If you watched if you watched the game between Washington and San Jose, you would have no clue that San Jose was battling for a playoff spot. And it's like it's one of those things where, you know, like people talk about the eye test versus stats and whatever and which is, you know, they're how they're supplementary or complementary to each other or whatever. Someone had said something today in our Slack channel about someone's uh Twitter bio or something being like, um, Stats don't tell the whole story, but you're really bad at the eye test or something. And, like, I think this is just... It's a, it, was, it was stats may not tell the whole story, but your eye test is bad. 
Um, it's 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 a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was drag. It's at drag like pull. I'm pretty confident it was him. It was one of the pension plan guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was drag like pull. It's really funny. Yeah. So like I I I agree with that sentiment for a lot of people who who think they know what they're talking about. But I, I, Todd McClellan. <laughs> what? Oh, Todd, Todd McClellan. McClellan. Yes. Oh God. Um. But you know, I just I think if you're watching this team a lot. Like, a lot of the statistics and stuff that are projecting them to do well are things that haven't happened yet. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're taking a bunch of high-danger high, high danger, um, shots. Okay, but they're not going in. So you're sitting there saying that, like... Yeah, expected, expected goals are only good if they turn into goals. Otherwise, you're just a team that yeah. sucks. <laughs> so it, it's just, it's frustrating. Um, it's a lot of, this team should be good, <laughs> but they're not. Yeah, they should, but it's really funny, too, because if you, like, um, I believe firmly in stats, you can just blindly ignore the Sharks and be like, look at the Canadians. I was right, because the Canadians were a offensive volcano ready to, ready to explode, and they are just blowing their load all over the league right now. Like, that team is devastating. I don't so, think like, that's the proper use of the phrase blowing their load, but I'm, I'm going to walk past it. Continue. That's fine. You can, you can believe it out. This is a... This is a oh, mature no, I'm not. conversation. I'm no, it's actually not. not. It's family friendly. <laughs> uh, everyone's gonna have. <laughs> That's to what they're doing. Though. They scored ten goals in the game. They are, they are destroying people. So like, if you want to point to like um, low shooting percentage and expected goals and regression to average and stuff like that, Montreal is the poster boy right now because they are crushing people yeah. and offensively destroying. Um, and I there's like there's no possible way to measure this, but I'm convinced, and all my Habs friends and my dad are convinced that. When Carey Price is in net and healthy, they play differently than when it's somebody yeah. else. Um, so, like, if it's Montoya or Lindgren or, LOL, anti-Nemi, <laughs> um, they play with less confidence and they lose. Whereas Carey Price, they play confidently at hockey and they freewheel a bit and they win. So, like, Montreal is the poster boy for regressing to the mean and stats and stuff like that. And I really, 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 really hope San Jose follows suit very soon because I'm tired of expected goals not being actual goals. Is anti-Nemi still... In Montreal? Yeah, he's the backup. He's, he's still there? Okay. I just... Yeah, Al Montoya is, out, Al Montoya is basically out for season. Oh! Um, so Antti Niemi has yeah. found his forever home. Uh, until they realize he doesn't speak French. Oh, well. Uh, but they sent, they sent Charlie Lindgren back to the AHL. So their pipe is basically like, Carey Price forever and always, he's bae. Right. Inigo Montoya is dead for the season. Antti Niemi is there now for some reason. And then Charlie Lindgren's the AHL goalie. And Zach Fukali is his backup. And Zach <laughs> Fukali is Pukali. Yeah, he's Pukali. He's not uh, good. So, they, like, I think Lindgren's going to be good. But, like, they, uh, they, uh, they, they have Niemi as the backup right now, which is fine if he plays once every 15 games because Carey Price lets in one goal every four. Yeah. All right. So, to wrap up uh, Washington, we're going to have to backtrack a little bit. Um, so going back to the Tampa game, Joe Thornton got fined for a slash on, uh, Tampa Bay's Tyler Johnson. Pretty, Fine. pretty clear, you know, like, yeah, that's not cool. Um, Joe Thornton has a really, like, long history of slashing. If you search, like, Joe Thornton slash on Twitter, like, you will find many tweets about very different instances <laughs> like there are a lot of games that this has been his kind of go-to move whether it's gotten called or not so i'm just gonna real quick point out and again this is one of those things where i'm not gonna name names or anything but i i did there was a 
uh, I had said something about how with, well, it's the deke on the article says, with the league cracking down on slashing, Jumbo has to find a way to dial it back. Because again, he has a history of this play, um, and the league is cracking down on slashing. We saw it a lot in the preseason, and now we're seeing people have already gotten fined for it um, this year. Radko Gudas got 10 games suspension um, for slashing, so it's coming up a lot. And Joe Thornton, with that being kind of his go-to move when he's pissed off, like, yeah, he needs to dial it back. And someone said, no, the league needs to, or the Department of Player Safety needs to get their shit together and um, be more standardized in their, uh, their what they're um, fining or whatever, penalizing. And it's like, look, dude, like, you know they're going to call slashing now. Like, that, they've made that clear. So, yes. How many slashing penalties has he taken this year? That I don't know. I would have to go through them. I haven't, I, I, that I can't check just real quick here. But, yeah, I... You know they're going to call it at this point, right? Like, the the league has made that very clear, that slashing is going to get called. And the Department of Player Safety has made it pretty clear that that's going to be fine now. That's that's just what it is. It's like 2600 bucks, whatever, is my is my official stance. Oh, uh, it's 5000 <laughs> I wonder if they know that he makes $8 million a year. Still, I mean, once you <laughs> keep doing it, then that's the point where they're going to, you're going to start getting... Um, suspended. I mean, I don't. I don't think they're going to suspend Joe Thornton. I, I don't know. I, they I find it hard to believe Brendan that they're going to do it. So I think at some point, like if the, Brendan Dillon's was way worse and though. Brendan Dillon. <laughs> Brendan Dillon's also not a repeat offender. He's never been fined or um, suspended for. Yeah, it. but Brendan Dillon's was at the end of the game with literally almost no time on the clock, and Buddy was skating away from him, and he just chopped well, him in yeah. the wrist. I just, I think that before the end of the year, we're going to see another situation where Joe Thornton could be facing a suspension for it. I just, I feel it because I know that that's something that he does quite often. And, you know, he just got fined for the one in Tampa. Fine. Um, Then the Washington game got pretty ugly. And it started with Joe Thornton's hit on TJ Oshie. I did not like the hit. I, I, I'm not giving Jumbo a pass on it. I, I think... Wh- which part? What do you mean? Well, because there's two parts. There's one part where... Is it Oshie? Yeah, Oshie is... Oshie and Couture are doing their thing. Yes. The puck leaves. Joe Thornton's coming in for a hit on a guy without the puck. Yeah. There's that part. And then there's the part where Tom Wilson trips and falls, and Joe Thornton can't stop. Tom Wilson. Because Joe Thornton's like... Uh, a foot and a half away from him. Oh, you mean T.J. Oshie and he falls? Can't, yeah, T.J. Oshie falls. Okay. Like, if you watch it, T.J. Oshie falls, and that's yes. why he gets smushed you in the head. Tom Wilson, so, I was confused. Sorry, I have Tom Wilson yeah. on the brain. I don't know why. Um, no, like, Oshie, there's the part where Thornton was coming in to hit Oshie, and he didn't have the puck, and he was just mixing it up with Couture. That part, bad, whatever, he was angry. The part where Oshie trips and falls, and he smushes his head, is not really, I don't, he, he was so close to him anyway when he fell. And after the game, Oshie even said, like, yeah, that was, like, a just, like, it was shit happens kind of thing. He didn't say, like, this is bullshit or whatever. He kind of exonerated Thornton, saying, like, I don't know what else he could have done. And numerous, like, he even said, like, Joe Thornton's not, like, a dirty guy when it comes to, like, this kind of stuff. So I don't really know what Thornton could have done other than not charge after a guy without a puck. But the tripping and falling part, I'm just, like, the guy kind of fell, and it became a, a situation where it was very unfortunate because uh, he got his head smashed. But 
here's the thing. Yeah, he shouldn't have been going at TJ Oshie at that point. No, yeah, that part I fully agree with, but... I, I have a hard time, because he did turn, like, he turned his hip into to Oshie after he fell. Oh, yeah, because that's how you throw a hit, though. Right, but he saw him fall before he threw, like, before he... But that's what, that, that's what I'm saying, is that, like... If you slow it down to, like, frame by frame, obviously it looks way worse well, than yeah. it is because you're watching frame no, by frame. If you watch it at real time, he's, like, a foot away from Still, him. I don't I, know what, he, I, what he's supposed to do. He could have found a way to hit differently or just, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think that he had to hit him the way that he did. And I, I, the bottom line is that he shouldn't have been coming at him in the first place. Yeah, and I totally agree with that he should, like, the puck was gone. And Thornton was probably just mad because um, they were getting steamrolled. And I, I totally agree that, like, he shouldn't have been chasing after a guy who was already mixing it up with somebody else. I just think the outcome looked way worse than the intent and whatever. Because if, if, if Oshie stays on his feet, Thornton just hits him body check to body check, and then they probably just, like, fight each other or something. But also with how long he and Couture had been kind of going at it, the risk of him falling was there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the guy doesn't have a puck. He's tangled up in Couture, like... That's not a guy that you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go after him and hit him. Like, that's just, you know that, that there's a potential for a bad hit in there. I think you look at that situation and you're like, oh, probably should not get involved in it. Yeah, but like, and like, yeah, that part. I just, I just think the outcome was like way worse than if, like, if, if Oshi is standing up that whole time and he hits him, are we even talking about it? Probably not. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to remember that. I, I still think the, even if he was standing up, it probably would have been it would have rattled him real bad yeah he would have got hit but like it would have been a normal hit that he would have taken like anywhere else yeah. in the game he, he would have just been a shoulder to shoulder hit and we would have just been like man probably shouldn't have done that and then carried on you know what i mean but because he tripped um he got his head crunched which i'm not like say like it's just but again even if he hadn't hit his head i still would have been like hey why were you going yeah. in there? Like, what, what were yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I agree, but, like, I, it's way less of a big deal if he still stands up. You know what I mean? Um, and I just think Oshi's comments afterwards kind of, like, I think he knew. Like, because Oshi could have been like, that's bullshit. Why is he doing that? Um, blah, 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 blah. But he was like, yo, listen, it happens. But, like, a lot of um, other players not really... were like, dude, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, a lot of other uh, Caps players were... We're not uh, too happy about it, as evidenced by Tom Wilson going after Joe Thornton in the third period. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that Thornton just fights. I just love that Thornton's like, yeah, whatever, screw it, I'll fight. Like in the playoffs in two thousand, when San Jose won the Presidents Cup, was it two thousand six, eight, something like? No, could have way later, like two thousand ten. Um, when they won the Presidents Cup, they were first, and they were getting tuned by the Ducks who were in eighth um, and in the beginning of game six or whatever the opening face off him and Getzloff just dropped the mitts like immediately it was awesome it was like a Joe Thornton's like our hero Joe Thornton's like every player in whatever team he's on is going to defend Joe Thornton to the death um, because they know he will um, and this isn't like a Chris Russell situation where like he blocks shots whoa um, Joe Thornton seems to be liked by everybody um, so I when when Tom Wilson came at him I was like this is going to end really badly for Joe Thornton, but I applaud him for just throwing bombs with him. And it was, like, the shortest fight of all time. The uh, the Tom Wilson fight, I just... Whatever. Like, I don't know. I I have such a weird opinion of... Oh, not really weird, but I don't know. I just... I'm so bored of fighting in hockey that, like... I, I don't know. Eh, whatever. It just... Meh. That was a time, though, where I was like, eh, that fight is fine. He came back out after the third period. 
skated after Thornton was like, yo, you have to pay whatever. I'm fine. It was way less stagey than the other yeah. ones. Pete DeBoer's, Pete DeBoer's comments afterwards, Pete DeBoer must have brought some sweet weed with him. <laughs> I have no idea what Pete DeBoer was talking about. Yeah, I... I was like, what? I guess in that situation, see, like, the thing is, when it comes to fighting and stuff, a lot of the times it's, you know, the stage fighting. And weirdly enough, like, I, the people I've talked to in hockey, um, as far as, you know, people who, who work with teams and stuff, they're usually like, okay, yeah, we're fine with, like, the staged fights, but it's when you go after a guy that we don't like it or whatever. And that's always weird to me because I would rather if a player didn't feel, like, if calls aren't getting made then uh, I hate to say it. I just hate to even say it, but I get why a player would go after another player, you know, like like the Joe Thornton thing, where they felt like... Well, yeah, this the, the Thornton fight was basically staged. Like, Thornton got on the ice and knew that it was happening. Yeah. There, there's no two... Like, Joe Thornton's been around hockey long enough. He knew exactly what Tom Wilson was going to do yeah. as soon as he stepped on the ice. So, like, I think I think what they're saying is, like, when there's, like, a scrum... And Buddy grabs another guy and starts wailing on him. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Rather than just, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the surprise fight where Buddy just grabs a guy out of the pile and starts wailing on him rather no, than, like, I two mean, guys going, like, hey, let's do this. specifically were talking about goons. Like, when the goons go after each other oh. for things that are unrelated to anything that either goon did. Like, you know what I mean? When it's just like, oh, well, we'll have the two oh, top yeah. guys go well, They're probably just... Because... They're probably just happy the goons are in the box and can't hurt the team <laughs> anymore. <laughs> As opposed to, you know, like, like that, like where they're mad about something a player did. And I think a lot of that too comes from like people having biases towards their own team and not wanting to admit that, hey, maybe their player kind of deserved to get his ass kicked. Oh, like I, I fully support Tom Wilson trying to fight Joe Thornton. Yeah. Like he, he totally should have. Yeah. As much as I think that it was an accident that he hit him in the head, but not an accident that he was trying to hit a guy without a puck. As much as I reconcile both those things, I'm fully on board with Tom Wilson doing his thing. Um, Tom Wilson's Tom Wilson's is a tough dude too. Like that, Joe Thornton was not messing with somebody random. Yeah, no, he got that, punched that, like that, that guy can throw. in the face, and I was just like, oh, oh yeah, he, he just <laughs> ate one. But the best part about Thornton is that he just ate it and kept going, and like just was like, yeah. whatever, I'm just gonna talk to the ice now. Yeah, I I don't know. At the same time, I look at it and I'm like, but what did that really accomplish? So it's just kind of a messy relationship, I think, between me and fighting, where it's. Yeah, I also grew up. I also grew up like fights were cool, yeah. and like Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em Hockey or whatever the hell it was called, where they would show hits. Like, I remember the one year the headlining hit was Scott Stevens ending Paul Korea. Um, that was like the thing to watch. I've seen that hit four hundred times in my life um, because I enjoyed it up until like recently. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I grew up in a time when hockey and hitting people in the head was good. That hit was perfectly clean at the time. But, uh, so, like, I, the game that I loved as a kid is not the same game that I love now. Um, so when things like fights happen, I kind of look at it differently than if I was, like, newer to the game. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, that does. As much as I, I hate fighting in hockey, I do love me a good line brawl. I, I, I love line brawls. When things just go completely sideways in hockey, that's when I'm like, oh, yeah! <laughs> Get in there. The, <laughs> the greatest the greatest unicorn ever, though, is goalie fights. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. By the way, the best goalie fight ever is Chad Johnson, I believe, but Rick DiPietro, <laughs> 
oft-injured Reek DiPietro calls on the goalie from the other side. I'm pretty sure it's Chad Johnson. Buddy skates up to half, takes off his helmet. They line up. He one-punches him in the jaw and breaks his jaw, and he's out for, like, 70 games. Jesus. <laughs> DiPietro calls on this fight and gets one punch. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see in your entire life. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> and then Rick DiPietro got really sad and depressed, and we wonder why. But that's neither here nor there. Every few months right I bring up the, the Flyers-Senators line brawl. Um, mostly because people, whenever the the was the final five minutes penalty thing, the instigator penalty for like the last five minutes of the game comes up, I'm always just like, oh, I know what that is because of the Flyers-Senators line brawl. There were so many guys in the box they couldn't close the door and they were like standing on each other and shit. <laughs> it was just such it a... Was, it was awesome. So good. And uh, I especially love that... Okay, they're like... My two favorite facts from that game. First of all, that Jeremy Roenick was a uh, healthy scratch for Philadelphia that night. Um, <laughs> that was, oh, up yours, that's just a really good one. Uh, my second favorite thing is that um, Patrick Sharp and Jason Spezza, like, went after each other. Like, they were, like, the third fight in this game, like, or in the, the, the last period or whatever, when there's nobody left on the benches, and they're like, you guys have to finish the game. And, uh... Patrick Sharp and Jason Spetz are like, mm, but do we really? And just went at it. And then they ended up teammates on the Dallas Stars. And I just, I wonder if that ever came up. Like, <laughs> no, there's there's a mutual respect there where they understand it was a it was a team thing. It was a it was it was a uh, it was a team over personal thing. Um, Spetz versus. Sharp may be, like, the least tough guy fight oh, yeah, in the NHL. <laughs> Especially it was, like, baby Patrick Sharp. <laughs> Pre-Duncan Keith's wife? Yeah, was, he wasn't a hardened man it yet? It was Philadelphia Flyers Patrick Sharp. Like, he was a child then. So, yeah. <laughs> I just... Lusting after Simone Gagne's wife. Patrick Sharp bangs teammates' wives for everybody not paying attention. Yeah. That's why he got traded to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Duncan Keith's marriage. We got yeah, off track here. I, with just, fighting. I love a good line brawl. That's really. Uh, I don't know why. Co signed. Co signed. Brendan Dillon, 100% getting suspended is fine with me. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing, man. Here's the thing. I'm fine with it. I think that it's totally deserved. Um, especially, you know, it's his first offense. And uh, in some respects, I think that going hard on the first offense instead of just giving him a fine um, when it's something yeah, like that. I support that. I think that that's smart. Hopefully he can not do that. I don't think he will. I think that was an emotional frustration situation. Yeah. Here's my concern now. Is that... Oh, I know what it is. Paul Martin's coming back. <laughs> oh, the, Bur the Burns-Dillon pairing was too beautiful for this it world. It means that Paul Martin is coming back and everything I've said about our defense is going to be wrong. <laughs> so, Dillon gets suspended. We lose the most beautiful pairing in the league of Dillon's... Burns, yes. Dylan's, Dylan's burn. Um, not beautiful in looks um, because Brett Burns brings that pairing down. But in terms of hockey, know, it was just it, no teeth, all tongue. Uh, oh, <laughs> this is this is. You know how at the old for everybody that's a people men of a certain age will know this, but at the beginning of Bill Simmons' old podcast, it used to have a warning that's saying this is a mature. This is a podcast with mature subject matter. Or that may touch this. No, sorry. Let me restart. Bill Simmons' old podcast. You say this is a free flowing conversation that may occasionally touch on mature subject matter. We should just like ask him to use that yeah. at the beginning. Um, because sometimes I say things like "no teeth, all tongue." 
and that big old beard. Um, There's rug burn everywhere. Yeah. And we, we know he's good handling a snake. Um, I'm so sorry. So, Continue. Dylan Burns is no... <laughs> it's really disturbing because he doesn't even, like, he's got, like, that one front tooth kind of on the side. So it's not even like, it's just like, it's not even like he can, like, poke his tongue out through his mouth like a snake and, like, test the air. It's, like, off to the side a little bit. So it's like he's got, like, a snake with a brain injury. It would just be, like, off to the side, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay continue okay so Back refocusing here uh i think our listeners are now uh either super tuned out or super <laughs> into this and i hope they're super into this um so dylan dylan burns was too beautiful for pete devore um and dylan had to go screw it up heed is also apparently dead yeah um he died also you know what else blows my mind is that tim heed is swedish and Joachim ryan is american you'd think it would be the other right, way around yeah. but anyway mm. so tim heed is still dead which means that we're going to get a lineup with Burns, Martin, Vlasic, Braun, Ryan, DeMello. How do you feel? <laughs> Terrible. I hate it. I hate yeah, it that's so bad. much. I'm like, I'm, I'm so upset. And then, then what's going to happen when Brandon Dillon comes back after that one game? They're going to keep Paul Martin in. Paul Martin comes up with a mystery injury? Paul Martin's probably going to no, I think, score I think DeMello comes out against Carolina, and we're going to be screwed for the rest of the season. <laughs> um, Bold prediction. I, I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking that, I'm thinking that Dylan DeMello comes out would be my assumption. And we just roll with Brendan Dylan on the bottom? Um, who would he be with then? Ryan? Is that- yeah, he'd be with Yoakam Ryan. No. Don't hate Ryan's it. Ryan's been with, um, well, well, I guess, yeah, with Tim Heed being injured. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he, we're, we're assuming Heed is still injured. Ryan would move down to Dylan, which I actually kind of like. Um, Vlasic Burns is, uh, Braun. like Siamese twins at this point. Um, and then Paul Martin would take his former spot of Burns Whisperer, which isn't a real thing. Everybody can shut up about it, it's not a thing. Brent Burns just decides to play forward sometimes, and the, his defender needs to know that he needs to hang back, and Joachim Ryan does that awesome, and Brent Dillon does it even more awesome. Yeah. Brent Dillon. All their names are the same. Brendan Dillon, Brent Burns, Dillon DeMello, they're all the same. Yeah, I felt really bad for Randy Hahn on the the one game that we had the Brendan Dillon, Dillon DeMello pairing, because Randy Hahn likes to use players' first names. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's oh, true. you poor man. It's like, that, it's like that Jeopardy category before and after. <laughs> Dill, uh Brendan Dillon DeMello. <laughs> that was just too but much. The defense, the defense quickly went from the strength to pretty yeah. bad. Uh, I am capital C concerned about what happens when Brendan Dillon gets like, back. Like, Sebastian Aho is going to see Paul Martin back there and be like, see you later, old yeah. man. <laughs> oh, God. He's a stay-at-home defenseman because he can't move fast enough to do anything else. He's a stay-at-home defenseman because his walker doesn't fit <laughs> through the door. Like, he's ancient. <laughs> <laughs> like I love Paul Martin, and he he does he does awesome things. And you wrote an article about him being a great guy uh, in the community and everything like that, and the fundraiser and the fundraising and stuff yes, like that. He's a good man. That doesn't that's a completely separate yes. issue from the fact that San Jose. We're fans of San Jose. Like as much as it's awful to kind of say, I'm a hundred percent a fan of the laundry, not of the yeah. player. Um, 
I grow to love players on the team, but at the end of the day, 15 years from now, I'm not going to lament the fact that Paul Martin's no longer in the Sharks. I'm going to be sad about the new kids that are 30 years younger than me. Yeah. So I cheer for the laundry, and I want the laundry to win the Stanley Cup so that I can cry in public and be happy. So if that means Paul Martin needs to sit in the bench, right. Paul Martin needs to sit on the bench. There's no two ways about it. And he's, he's old, man. Like, he's a vet. He's done his time. He's won Stanley Cups. He's been a good soldier. The guy, the guy had a great career. It's time to not be on the ice anymore. Right. Um, yeah. I just, we'll see what happens. I am concerned. Like I said, I think that forces them into a situation where they can't pretend that Paul Martin's injured anymore because... Tim. Oh, Pete DeBoer has such a boner right now. <laughs> Tim Heed is also injured, and now we don't have Brendan Dillon. So, so we don't. We're out of options unless we want to call up like Nick DeSimone or something. I think Jacob. Mi- I think I think Jacob Middleton yeah. would be the next yeah, man he up, would right? Probably be. I don't know why. Every time I think of Barracuda defenseman, though, Nick DeSimone is the first one in my head every single time. Because he's from Michigan. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I, I, I can I can tell you right Every now it's because time. he's from Michigan. You're, you're totally right. Uh, I do have a thing for Michigan boys. Speaking of Michigan boys, didn't even plan that transition. Suck that. Uh, Josh Norris, my good Michigan boy. He's he's kind of good at hockey. He's going to be on Team USA probably, most likely. You know who else is on Team USA? Kyler Yamamoto. Yes, he is. Just kidding. Um, Have you looked through the, the Team but, USA roster though? The pre- preliminary. Yeah. So um, I did because our listeners are probably ninety eight percent American and then like one percent my friends and one percent my mom. <laughs> I did. I did pay attention. To the, plus, the World Juniors in for people that don't know um, in Canada, the World Juniors are like there's the Stanley Cup is the end all be all. Then the World Juniors are next. Yeah. They they take higher precedent than than the Olympics usually. So Canada also historically is by far the best junior nation. Except for last My year. My personal opinion is. <laughs> uh, who won like was last year the Finland year or the USA the USA. Year? Was Finland the year before with Kasperi Kapanen? Maybe. Actually, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. So Canada hasn't been that great recently. I think the last time they won was McDavid year, possibly 2015. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes. So Canada, like in the 90s growing up, Canada won five in a row. Um, then they were bad for like two years. Then they won like three in a row. Then they put together the greatest hockey team of all time in 2003 uh, with like Carey Price, or not Carey Price, Shea Weber, um, Sidney Crosby, Ryan Getzlaff, Corey, like Patrice Bergeron. Like this team was stupid. Um, good. Dion Phaneuf. Um, and then they went into the Carey Price years. Uh, Jonathan Taze and stuff like that. So Canada has always been good. Canada may have like a down year or two. Um, for a little bit in the late 2000s, early 2010s, I think they were like winless in like four or five in a row or something like that. And it was a national emergency. So the World Juniors are very serious business. So like in my group chat with my buddies, we went through the Finland roster. <laughs> <laughs> and we tried to make our team of the Finland people. I don't know if you've ever seen their names, but their goalie's name is Uko Pekka Ukarainen. <laughs> and they have guys like uh, Heskelainen and Eli Tolvanen and uh, the guy that went third overall. I don't even know what his name is anymore. But, yeah, so the World Juniors are a big deal, especially somebody else hockey. The World Juniors are a huge deal in Canada. So, yeah, the American roster is quite good. So the top line, they've already pretty much said, is Middlestadt, Brown, Yamamoto. Yeah, probably. That that's the top line, and then the second line I think is going to be Bellows, Paling, and who's it? Anderson. Is that a thing? No, I just wrote it down. Let me check. 
It's Bellows, Paling, and somebody. Um, Ryan Paling, a guy I wanted the Sharks to take instead of Josh Norris. No offense. So, yeah, they, and then they Kachuk. have, like, Brady Kachuk. <laughs> uh, he, he'll be, like, on the third line. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Middlestop, Brown, Yamamoto, Bellows, Paling, Anderson, and then, like, Kachuk, Bandini or Blandini or whatever his name is. Um, uh, those guys on, on Josh Norris will probably be the third line. Like, their third line would be, like, Kachuk, uh, Norris, and then, like, a random, like, speedster guy. So, like, the, the, the USA team is really deep. Yeah, so... Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> first of all, I would like to point out that uh, there's a WMU player uh, on this preliminary roster, uh, Hugh McGing. So, nice. Also, they tweeted this picture of him riding an eagle. So, <laughs> like, already pulling for him. I, I like that a lot. But there's a lot of University of Minnesota and University of Minnesota Duluth guys. Like, holy crap. Um, there's, like... One, two, wait. There's like five from University of Minnesota Duluth and like three from University of Minnesota. Like, it's just insane. Uh, and there's like two U of M guys. So there's Josh Norris and then... Where's the other one? Uh, he's a defenseman. Quinn Hughes. So, a lot, lot of college guys, which, I mean, that's kind of expected with Team USA. There are going to be a lot of guys out of the USHL. Also, your goalie's really good, Jake Ettinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Edinger? Edinger? Ottinger? As that, really? I believe so. That's how I've always heard it. Well, Ottinger. I also said it was Portage, Michigan, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Portage. God. Isn't Joseph, like, I don't know anything about the goalies. I know that Edinger, Ottinger, Otterman uh, is good. Uh, Jeremy Swayman and Joseph Wool seem completely fine. Per, per completely cromulent goalies. But Jake, uh, Jake Edinger is really good. So like yeah, this team this team is deadly. Like Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren are good. Yep. Yeah, I'm not super pumped about the New Year's Eve game. Fun fact: the Canada USA game is on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, because it always is. But it's being played outdoors this yes, year. Yes, it is. First time ever. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Um. So then, Team Canada got announced today, and Mario Fer- yeah. Ferrero is on the preliminary roster. Granted. Uh, Team USA was Let, like, hold on. hold on. Talk about talk about talk about Mario Ferraro for a couple minutes and how much you love him, and then I'll I'll, I'll counter. No, because I know what you're gonna say. But first, let me let me head back because uh, Team USA was like, hey, we need like a 23 man roster. We're gonna invite like I think they 28. No, that it's not that many. They invited probably 32, right? Yeah. No. Uh, Team Canada invited 32. Um, Team USA. They invited 28. Yeah, okay, USA, was 28. Team USA was 28. 28. And Canada's just like, oh, yeah, we know we need, like, 22 guys. We're going to invite 32. So Mario Ferrero made the list. I love Mario Ferrero. I love him. I, I think he's just a fun dude. I was very stoked about him being our second-round pick. I think that he's going to be really great defenseman. But more importantly, he... Uh, He's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know if that's more importantly, really. <laughs> he, he's just, he is a very handsome man. Um, but I noticed today that if you look at his face, um, especially in the article I posted about him getting announced to the, the roster, is not symmetric at all. Like, he literally has two completely different, like, sides of his face. But, um, yeah, I, <laughs> like, they just are so different. It, like, Weirds me out, but I, I like him a lot, and uh, he's a handsome man. He looks like a discount store Milan Lucic. I hate you. I knew you were going to say that. He's recycling this joke, and I'm still mad about it. Like, he ruined this for me. 
<laughs> I needed to get it out into the world. Not that it matters, he's uh, a child, but, like, I can still say he's handsome, he's handsome, and, like, no, now that now that, that comparison has been made, it's done, it's dead, it's over. Uh, Mario Ferrero is cancelled. <laughs> at least you don't have to look at him on Team Canada, because he's not gonna make it. No. So Team Canada every year, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go full Patriot, um... Team Canada always puts too many guys in the NHL every year. Um, so, like, for instance, Ryan Nugent Hopkins never made the World Junior Team. Uh, he got cut as, like, a 17-year-old and got drafted and made the Oilers, and they didn't give him up. McDavid played, one like, two years or three years because he was 16 years old. Um, guys like Barzil and stuff like, well, not Barzil, but, like, other guys, they don't, they don't stick around long usually. Um, yeah. So Canada always plays the game where they invite 30 guys to camp, and then they actually secretly hope that a bunch more will get cut from their NHL team or sent down. So on defense, basically locked in on defense is Kale McCarr, who went like fourth or fifth overall this this draft. Who is? Uh, Cal Foote, who went to the Lightning. Ferrero's teammate, by the way. Um, I don't know if they're a D pairing or not, but Kale McCarr uh, plays with Ferrero right now, currently. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, at UMass Amherst. Oh. Good for good for them. Yeah, um, they might play together because is Ferraro a right or a left? Mm, I don't know if that man. I don't know. That's too nerdy. Um, so Kale McCarr and Cal Foot are on the team, 100. percent Dante Fabro and Kale Kale. So there's a Cal McCarr, a Cal Foot, and a Kale Clag. Don't ask me why. So Clag was like the seventh defenseman last year. Uh, Fabro was on the team last year. Jake Bean was on the team last year. So. Makar, Foot, Fabro, Clegg, Bean are all pretty much going to make it. That's five. Logan Stanley is like six foot seven and gigantic, so I'm assuming he's going to make it. Um, but between Stanley, Chalowski, and Timmins, two of those three are going to make the team. Um, and this isn't even including the fact that Victor Metti off of the Habs looks like he probably will get loaned because he's been getting scratched recently and the Habs might let him out. And there's a couple, I think Nick Hag is still eligible. So. Mario Ferraro getting invited is actually super awesome for him, uh, and it makes me like the pick more, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to make this team. <laughs> so Ferraro does shoot left and Makar shoots right, so I, they might be. I feel like I read something about them being a D pairing, but I, I could be making that up. So, yeah, you know, maybe he's picked some things up. Whatever. Maybe. They might take them as, like, if they, if they play together at UM or whatever, they might take them as a pair, because the Canada has done that in the past, where they take line mates in pairs, mm-hmm. um, and they do it at the Olympic level a lot. So they might, but I doubt it, just because, like, Connor Timmins, uh, or whatever his name is, Timmins, he wasn't really on the team, but then he played so well in the OHL versus Russian League, or CHL versus Russian Stars game, that, like, he might make it, because he's been so good this year, so... Mar- as good as Mario Ferrero's been, I just don't think he has a chance. Right. Um, and then that's not including guys coming from the NHL. So him making it is a good sign. I, if he's young enough, he might make it next year because Makar, Foot, Fabro, Clag, Bean are not going to be on this team next year. Right. So it'd be good for him to get this experience right now and be be like at it. So I'm really good. I, I really like that. But he's not going to make the team. Um, Canada's forwards are. <laughs> If you've ever seen a Team Canada lineup, their forwards are usually really awesome. This team is not. Like, their best forward is, like, Taylor Radish or Sam Steele. (laughs) (laughs) Which is guys people have never heard of. So, compared to, like, the Finns and the Americans, it's going to be a tough battle. And Mario Ferraro will not be there. I just really want Ferraro to be there just for the narrative that, you know, he's... Uh, he would face off against Josh Norris, and that makes me happy. 
but they're they're doing uh, Team Canada is doing a selection camp before. Yeah, that's what yeah, they always do I every know. year. It's just it's so pretentious. I'm sorry, I can't get over it. Like, uh. says the girl who just championed a dude riding an eagle in a picture. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, can't, Team Canada. So so Team Canada, um, they tell the kids that they've been cut at like five in the morning on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or whatever. Um, so yep. like every year when they announce the team, you go to like sports center or whatever, and you'll see the video of like these kids, like getting the door knocked on and them just being like, yeah, it's been a good experience. Well, and they're like sleepy eyed yeah. and wearing like a tank top and stuff. It's, it's like super cutthroat and vicious cause they're like seven. Yeah. But I mean, also you gotta figure that's giving them time to like go home, but actually it's going to be, uh, a little earlier cause he said that, or the coach, I believe is who said this, that, um, it's going to be announced right after uh, their final exhibition game. Um, so it'll be December 16th. 15th or 16th is when they'll have the final roster. So if you want to see him compete as kind of Team Canada, uh, that's going to be your time to do it. It's going to be the exhibition games. Uh, yeah, he'll definitely get in too because they won't, like, Kale McCarr and, like, Kale Clagg and stuff like that, they're not... Um they're not gonna they're gonna play like one game or two games or whatever um so ferraro if the thing is too that every year on team canada um there's always a couple guys that are like whoa he came out of nowhere and kicked ass in the in the exhibition and makes the yeah. team um so his chance is to outplay logan stanley chalowski and timmins um and hope that and hope that he outplays them personally i hope he outplays kale clegg because kale clegg is an la king's draft pick and <laughs> up yours la um but yeah so he's got a tough road if he plays well he can make it but i wouldn't bank on it so for sharks fans you basically got josh norris because i don't think there's a single other prospect yeah. all right so let's look at games coming up actually before we do games coming up um let's do bold predictions so mine was that tom wilson tom wilson would do something uh suspension worthy and not get called on it the closest I came was the fact that he should have gotten an instigator penalty for that fight and didn't, but ultimately is that suspension worthy now? So I, I close, but no dice as usual for my bold predictions. Yeah, it was, it was way closer than my Aaron Dell's going to get two shutouts. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even, he, 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 he only played two start. games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've got, uh, Carolina is the next game. This is a mini little homestand here. We've got three home games coming up this week. Um, so Carolina first, which, okay. <laughs> the computer boy's darling. Here's the thing. I had, I even was like, you know what? I think Carolina is going to be the surprise of the year. Um, so did I. I had them in the playoffs. I had Bill Peters winning the coach of the year. I just, I thought that was going to be the surprise of the year, you know, like that, that... Me too. I, I'm with you on that one. I thought Carolina was going to be yeah. good. Yeah, um, instead they have, I don't think they've been as bad as years past. I mean, the last like three years well, they've been really... No, because they've been an embarrassment. Yes, and... Like, like a Coyotes level no, embarrassment. they are what the Coyotes wish they could be, where they're like making... Well, yeah. The right moves and... Because... <laughs> granted, it's been slow change, but it's been change. You know, it's getting better. If you look at if you look at all the underlying Carolina stats, they're really good. Their goalies have just been absolute well, shit. Yeah, they had Eddie Lack. Like, <laughs> well, no, they have they have no, no. I meant oh, this, this year. year? Oh, okay. Like their 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 underlying stats are really good and they should be better, but their goaltending has been so I thought shaky you were talking and bad. Like historically, because that's what I was on. Was well, historically, also Cam Ward is garbage. Yeah, well, yeah. 
He went on. He went on a twenty game. He went on a twenty game run and won the Stanley yeah. Cup. Um. So he went on the Jonathan Quick model. Fight me, stop. LA. Uh, so yeah, I I'm not really worried about the Carolina game. I no pickings. Uh, or easy pickings. That's what I meant to say there. Uh. So then you have day off, and then Ottawa, who is certainly a team. Ottawa. Yeah, they <laughs> they are a team that plays hockey. Canada's capital. Um, All right. I also had them as a surprise this year, though, because they, they were a surprise last year, and I thought that maybe they would bounce into this year like, hey, we can do this, and then everyone died on their team. And I had them crashing and burning out of, out of the season and finishing near the bottom, and I'm so happy yeah, they are. Uh, I, I just I don't even think about Ottawa. Um, I found out that... <laughs> Neither do Canadians. <laughs> I found out they don't have Tommy Wingles anymore, and I was just like, oh... Well, what do they do with him? He's in Chicago. With the yeah, like with the Blackhawks. Yeah. yeah. But why? I don't know. Why do Why do all our lovable goons go to Chicago? Yeah, I don't know. Tommy Wingles is in Chicago. It, Although Ottawa does have um, beautiful man uh, Johnny Oduya. Not a shark, but a but human. a beautiful human. Have you looked at him? No. You've never. Oh my god. I, I'm aware. Did you know he's Swedish? Yes. Also, do you know Weird, his name is eh? not Johnny? It's probably something super Swedish, like yours. No, it's David. <laughs> <laughs> his name is David Johnny Oduya. I swear to God. Hold on, I'm awesome. I'm, he's he's like on that Douglas Murray life. Douglas Murray also Swedish. I'm looking this up just to make sure that it, it's actually David. I swear to God, it starts with a D at least if it's not David. See, Swedish people already have super weird names like Borja Salming or like Mats Nasland, or they have super regular names like Douglas Murray and Johnny Oduya but here's and Tim Deed. It's David Johnny Oduya. So it's not like, like it, Johnny is his actual middle name, which is, Johnny is a nickname, but no, it's David Johnny Oduya. I hate when people name their kids like nicknames, like that's the real full name, uh, drives me crazy. But yes, he's beautiful, um, so I'll be excited to see him play just because I can look at him. For, for everybody else, everybody else, Eric Carlson is coming to town, be excited because he is good. He's what we want Brent Burns to be. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say uh, it. He's, I said it. Isn't, hasn't he been on a scoring drought as well, though? Like the last uh, something like the last nine games, he's like not scored or sure. Like, but he's also good know. at defense. That's that's fair. That's that's yeah, the difference is that he's like good at defensive. Yes. So he scores eighty points a year and defenses. Yes, defenses. And if you watch the playoffs last year, he defenses. played the entire playoffs with a broken foot and was arguably the best player in the entire playoffs. Oh, for so, sure. Um. So yeah, he's I. He's excited. Yeah, to he's watch, good. Though. Uh, Johnny, Johnny oh, yeah. Oduya is a bad defenseman, so I don't know why. The he's just old. Johnny Oduya was, like, good for a while there. Like, he was a good serviceable middle pair, bottom pair guy, but now he's just old. Yeah, and then uh, the Stars sent him back to Chicago, and the when Chicago was trying to rebuild their whole cup roster last year, it started last year anyway, and um, then they were like, oh, never mind. <laughs> like, I don't think he played in playoffs at all. I might be making that up. But, like, they were just like, oh. Yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks didn't even play in the playoffs. hey <laughs> They were like, oh, he's not good anymore. We made a mistake. <laughs> and then that's why he's uh, in Ottawa now. So, then we have, that's a back-to-back -back with uh, Minnesota. Oh, the state of hockey. Minnesota. Uh, yeah, so, pretty easy schedule coming up here. And that's probably, like, those three games are coming up, and then we'll probably podcast before the next slate. But if you look ahead, 
the month of December is pretty cake. Yeah. It's like... It started out rough, but <laughs> once we got through this, it's like... It's just a mixture of Western Canada coming up. Yep. Um, and nobody's afraid of Western Canada. So, like, whatever. <laughs> San Jose needs to do some work in December. For sure. Um, is what we're saying. Because when you when you come back in January, they're back in Canada on a four-game Canadian all-star road trip. Um, and then they play some really good teams in February. Um, the Jets twice, Pens twice. Actually, they don't play that many good teams because the Rangers suck. But yeah, so like it's not. It, it gets harder towards the end of the year because they're the back of their schedules backloaded with like St. Louis and Washington again, um, Chicago's, Nashville's, um, Columbus's. So they need to make up. Uh, they need to make their hay right now in December because um, this schedule is pretty easy. Like Carolina, Ottawa, Minnesota. I don't care what you say. I'm saying my prediction is six points. Ring it up. Um, I'll say four. We've got a back to back, so that's always kind of a. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, plus Paul Martin's going to be back. I just, I don't have full confidence, but I'll, I'm going to say four points. If we lose one, I think it's going to be to Ottawa. That's my guess. You think it'll be to Ottawa? Yeah. Ew. Who would you think? If we lost Ew. one this week, who do you think it would be against? Minnesota. Really? Second, second night of a back-to-back? Yeah. Alex Daylock is going to play. Minnesota's real bad, though. They're, like, bottom of yeah. the central right now. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't think they're going to lose to anybody. Like, No, no, it'll be Carolina. Like, Vlasic's shutdown job is going to be, like, Jason... Zach Parise? No, ja- Zach Parise is still injured. Uh, it's going to be Jason Zucker. Like, that's... Oh, that's it was never, it was never one not. time being... It was never easy being Zach Parise. Jason Zucker's awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah, he is, but... Like, he's also not, like, I don't I don't know how to explain it. He's closer to, like, a Logan Couture type of player. Like, you know, it's just not, that's not hard. And that's what he, like, tops out at is, like, Logan Couture. He, he's had... That's pretty good. He's had, like, two really good seasons, but before that he was pretty average. Uh, he'll probably be really good for another two, maybe three years, and then just... He's he's not going to be super effective anymore. So, you know, it's not going to be a difficult night for our defense against Minnesota. Yeah, I, I think they beat all of them. Um, I think, yeah, I just think they beat all of them. Yeah. Minnesota's bad. Ottawa's not good. Carolina struggles. Maybe they lose the Carolina game because everybody's out and they're still frustrated, but I don't think so. Hmm. Um, I, I, th- I think they win all three, is my, is my prediction. Do you have a bold prediction? Um, let me think of one. Do you have one on, on deck? No. Um, <laughs> I, you, think I, you think we would think of this in advance, but... No, uh, we never I do. Know. I almost want to make a one-game bold prediction again, but it never works out for me. That's a, that's a bold prediction in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. The problem is that like sometimes like the bold predictions, like when I said Arendelle's getting two shutouts because I thought Martin Jones was going to be injured and he magically was not. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I was just like, whoops. Who's been slumping? Donskoy's still hurt, eh? Yeah. Man, the Sharks, are, the Sharks are so injured right now. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> is it really a bold prediction if I say that Mar- <laughs> Paul Martin gets mysteriously injured again. <laughs> love it. Love it. Paul Martin injured again. That's my, Super my in, writing it down this week. Paul Martin mysteriously injured <laughs> after the Carolina game. I'm going to say San Jose scores. I'm going to say they score 15 goals over these three games. 
Dang. That's five goals a game. I think they light up one of these teams. <laughs> none of them. None of them. None of them have like. Carolina's goaltending has been shaky. Ottawa's goaltending is Craig Anderson, who could stand on his head, but maybe not. And Minnesota's goaltending is. Well, they're, uh, they're going to put in state lock. Uh, mis- so. Uh, yeah, but I think they light him up. This is the one goalie that they're going to light up because they remember how bad he was in San Jose. <laughs> Minnesota's going to be gonna the 10-goal game. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder when the last time San Jose scored 10 goals was. God, I don't... Because I... when did they score... When they when Thomas Hurdle ended, retired Martin Biron, they didn't score 10 because I remember the crowd chanting, we want 10, which is right. an amazing chant when you when you chant for more goals. So, like, I have a chant hierarchy. My favorite chant is when the whole arena starts yelling, refs, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite thing by far. And I've been to a game where the where the Leafs started chanting it. at, at uh, The Leafs fans started chanting it in a game against the Sharks, and it was awesome. Um, I started chanting it because it's fun. Leafs, you suck is my, by far my favorite. The beckoning for more goals is easily my second favorite. Like, if you've got seven and they're like, we want eight, we yeah. want eight, um, that's awesome. And then I have a soft spot in my heart for the ole ole chant that Montreal does. Um, <laughs> well, didn't it, it, the, San Jose recently had, or fairly recently, this year already, they've had one game where they scored a lot of goals, right? Or am I remembering this, that incorrectly? Was it during the preseason? You are. Roger Clemensing that you are misremembering. Am I? Uh, I think I think they cap capping out at five or six. I can tell you actually because I have the schedule right in front I do of me. I too, but I'm like a December. smart guy. Hold on, let's go back here because I feel like it was maybe a preseason game that was just. They scored five a bunch. Oh yeah, okay. They've scored five a bunch actually. Yeah, they've only scored. They've topped out at five. All right. I feel like it was <laughs> fairly recently. But. Ironically, in their four wins, they played six um, preseason games, and of their four wins, they scored five goals in each of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Their preseason went 5 nothing, 5-2, then lost 3 nothing, lost 4 nothing, win 5-3. That's hilarious. Yeah, they've, they've topped out at five. So I'm saying they scored five. Oh, my God, my bold prediction is not coming true. Just to uh, add insult to injury here, Tom Wilson scored a shorthanded goal against Chicago a couple minutes ago. Tom Wilson was drafted fourth overall because LOL, George McPhee. First round draft pick, Tom Wilson. Fourth. God. That Who was does that? I, cha- I changed my, uh, when Twitter was like, hey, you can put more characters in your name now. That was <laughs> my name was first round nice. draft pick, Tom Wilson. <laughs> uh, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, how about a little NHL hot stove? Leon Dreisaitl just scored a shorthanded goal assisted by Connor McDavid, which is, like, hooked that to my veins right now. I just want to mainline <laughs> that more so. Kyle, not an Oilers fan. <laughs> I, I love Leon Dreisaitl so much. And Connor McDavid is just exciting. Oh, the Leafs beat the Flames in overtime in a shootout that's good for San Jose. Uh, Ottawa-Anaheim is a disgusting replay of the 2006 Stanley Cup that nobody, nobody watched. Um, it's zero zero, and Washington put the beat down on Chicago six two. Yeah. Oh, I'm. So, I hope Chicago's never good again, and they have to trade away all their people. Um, no, because I don't want those contracts on any other team. No team deserves that. Ah, <laughs> oh, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson scored two goals. Oh my lord. Oh, look at him. It's his third and fourth of the season. Good for him. He has as many as Nicholas Backstrom now. <laughs> also, I would like to go back. Um, this reminded me. And again, a game against the Sharks, Alex Ovechkin scored his 600th NHL goal. Nice. Alex Ovechkin is ridiculous. Alex Ovechkin is, for my money, a top three um, scorer of all time. 
I don't really think there's a question that, that, that he isn't at this point. He To have that many goals is just absolutely ridiculous. Sorry, he, he's not at six. He's at five. Sorry, I lied. He's at 578 goals, um, in, which makes him 20th overall uh, all time in NHL history. That's ridiculous for how young he is. Yeah. He, he, he's going to finish. If you say he has, let's say he conservatively gets to 50 this season because he just scored again tonight, which makes 21 on the season, Thirty, not even 30 games into the season. If we say conservatively he finishes with 50 this season, let's say he puts up another 50 spot one more time, puts up a couple 30s, puts up a couple 20s, we're looking at 800 goals right there. Yeah. Like, the... If he doesn't get injured and a Russian oligarch doesn't offer him millions of dollars to play in the KHL, we're looking at potentially the second most goals ever. Um, he's just ridiculous. I just had to put it out there. He's criminally underrated, I think, and he gets a lot of blame in Washington for not winning. But, man, what more do you want from this guy? He just scores like a machine. Yeah. I just I can't get over that Tom Wilson. Not only is a first-round draft pick, but right now he's playing on their top line. And... <laughs> With who? Backstrom and Ovechkin? I'm not sure. I think I definitely Ovi. I don't know. Hasn't Backstrom been injured? Or am I making that no, up? No, he played. He scored tonight. Oh, well, I don't remember. Must be. But yeah, he's on their top line. And I, I he was on their top line when we played them. So That's awesome. Yeah, I, like, really? That's who you're giving your top line minutes to? That's You're looking at this broken team and you're like, ha, huh, well, you know who needs to play more? Tom Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Wilson. All right, strap in, everybody. Yeah, so that, that was like a quick look around the NHL. Not that it's going to be hot news when you listen to this, but still. Um, San Jose needs to get off their ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I hope you guys liked our fun episode. We have sort of planned a couple others, but it seems to, to have gone over well. So that's fun. Got positive feedback. Shout out to Mrs. Tosok and Mr. Tosok. Yeah. Uh, who apparently who apparently <laughs> loved it, and Mrs. Tosok wants adult pool party. We're, we're, we've got some things in the works. We don't want that to be our only brand for those episodes, but we've got some things in the works. I mean, it, unless unless somebody like ESPN or something wants to pay me to be that brand, I'm oh, fine with sure. that. Yeah, that can they, be my brand. <laughs> they want me to do this for every team. I will absolutely. But um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. NHL Network, get at me. Um... Uh, you, Tony, Tony Luffman, you have our contact information. You know where to find us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've, we've got some stuff. It'll be fun. I think you guys are going to like it. You know, if you have ideas for guests or whatever, hit us up. We didn't we didn't ask any questions before this one because we forgot. Uh, so next week, hopefully, we get more questions. Yeah. Because uh, those are all, those are fun. Yeah. All right. So this is running real long. We're, we ran long today. The power of editing. Yeah. <laughs> you won't even know how long we've been here. It's been a while. So, yeah, we got three games this week. Should be pretty pretty easy coming up. So hopefully, yeah. So we'll we'll see you uh, see you next week. All right, Todd McClellan, you suck. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>